how we met. And it's not just our personal story. It is also filled with so many nuggets of what we learned about ourselves and how we challenge ourselves. If you haven't heard this before, JJ actually is five and a half years younger than me. And he lived in Seattle when we first started dating and I live in California. So we dated long distance for the first three months of our relationship. Not only that, when I first saw JJ, it was interesting because he wasn't my quote unquote type. I use big air quotes there because if you guys know anything about me, you know that I am all about debunking this idea of type, but he had an earring. He had platinum hair that he had dyed blue at the time. So many things. He very much had skater punk style. And if I'm being honest, that wasn't exactly my thing, but I am so glad I said yes and kept an open mindset because when you date the unexpected, God just may do the unexpected. So today we talk more in detail about that. We talk about what it was like to have FaceTime dates in the beginning, how we met on a Zoom call and kind of had a setup from our mutual friend. There were so many details that you guys have been wanting to know. And we not only want to share our story, we also want to help and guide you by sharing nuggets of wisdom and things that we learned along the way. So I'm so, so, so excited for you to hear this episode with my love, JJ Tomlin. And guess what? JJ is going to be on the podcast even more. Next week, we have an episode all about long distance for you guys, and we're going to continue to share nuggets of our story and our learnings along the way. Now, if you are a dude listening right now and you want to get to know JJ even more, I want to invite you to join our free men's community. You can do that by going to heartofdating.com forward slash community. If you scroll to the bottom of the page, you will see that we have our men's community bi-weekly and JJ co-leads it with some other awesome dudes. And this is just an incredible night where guys come together from across the world to do community together. We have special guests come in. We have special events sometimes. And all of the guys are on an incredible group me chain where they're doing life together and talking about all the things that they're learning. So if you are a dude, We want to have you more involved in our community. And if you are a guy who just doesn't have good single male friends, you will have instantly so many brand new, awesome single male friends when you join the Heart of Dating Men's community. You'll also get to spend a lot of time with my man, JJ, who I have to say is just awesome. He makes people feel so welcomed and seen. And so just would love to have you go to heartofdating.com forward slash community. All right, guys, let's get into the episode today. Very candid. I'm so excited for you guys to hear how JJ and I met. Oh my goodness. Here we are today, babe. Hi. Hey, baby. (laughs) Oh my gosh. We're doing this. Yeah, we are. We are telling the story of how we met today. Mm -hmm. And this is our first public podcast to everybody. Yeah, technically. We have one in the archives. Oh, yeah, we did. You guys, we had we recorded a podcast at our six-month like dating anniversary or whatever. Yeah, the landmark. <laughs> Six-month turning point. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. That'll be and so we one. just like fun. We did that for fun. Yeah. And we probably will launch it. I think so. Yeah, I think we will. Yeah. That'll be so funny because we were in a good place, but also still a lot unknown at that moment. Yeah, you know? yeah. I, I don't think at that point we clearly decided that we were going to get married. Yeah, no. And I, so, well, we decided we were going to move on the path to engagement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That'll be a fun one. But okay, honey, I'm so happy to have you on. So hey, everyone, we're so excited that you're listening. And before we dive into JJ and I's story, we kind of wanted to set some intentions uh, because JJ is going to be more and more a part of Heart of Dating, which we're so excited about If you've been following along on Instagram, you'll see he's been doing takeovers almost every week, and we are just starting to incorporate more of our story and more of JJ's voice as a man who was single until, I mean, you're still technically single in a way. You're not married yet to me, (laughs) right? The clock is ticking. But you were, well, 26 when you met me, and you have a completely different story than me, and you also didn't do dating all the right ways before you met me, Mm. and I mean, even when you met me, you didn't do everything perfect. <laughs> I know, I agree. 
And so I'm excited for you guys to keep hearing JJ's story. And we really want to keep speaking to the men as well. And so we want ladies for you to have a man's perspective. But then guys listening, we really want to get even more content for you. Yeah, I agree. And just from a man to another man perspective, I really want to challenge any guy listening to this of you in a circle of other guys or in singleness and you have anything that sticks out for you or that you relate to, like share it and use it as an opportunity to challenge yeah. other guys. And I, I love that snowball effect. So Yeah. But before we get into it, I want to set a little bit of intention uh, because we want you to know that our story isn't just another perfect love story. And I feel like sometimes what you that's what you see on the internet or you see all these cute photos or cute reels, which we do have a lot of those now on the internet. And you can make assumptions of like, oh my gosh, the, the, their story is so perfect or they're so perfect or they have everything together and... <laughs> <laughs> we don't. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert, even though I'm a dating coach and I talk about this all day long, our relationship was both beautiful and really hard and we are going to share some of that journey with you and ultimately we really want to impart hope for you guys. So before you just like draw conclusions from all the cute videos and all the pretty photos and see this as a perfect fairy tale, I really want to encourage you just more so that there is hope for you as an individual to love your singleness, to know that God has so much in store for you, to enjoy the day process and also hope that it doesn't have to be perfect, okay? That your story can be uniquely yours and that is awesome. And so our story is a journey with a lot of hard different things. Uh, we learned so much more about ourselves that just was really helpful and eye-opening, honestly. But there was a lot of conflict, and I'm not going to lie about that. Mm -hmm. We talk about it, and we will talk about it, right, babe? Mm -hmm. We're going to talk about the conflict. There was a lot of learning and still learning about how to do conflict well. There was learning to love the imperfections in one another. <laughs> Wait, you have imperfections? Oh my gosh. That reminds me of the Celine Dion song. There's a Celine Dion song called Imperfections. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. She's my favorite, so I obviously know. Yeah, you that obviously reference. already knew that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it was also we had to learn how to do healthy communication. JJ had to, or eventually got to see my anxious attachment um, woundings like pop up in our relationship, especially right around the six month mark. It like started flaring up a lot more, which we will talk about. Um, we wrestled through a lot of fear and insecurity. We, I also am, have been open about the fact that at the beginning of our relationship, about three months in, I ended up in a season of really bad burnout that turned also into depression. And that was a really hard, very hard time in our relationship. JJ had just moved to California. <laughs> you should see his face was, right now. It was the California sunshine and rainbows and the oh depression I always heard about. So Yeah. <laughs> it was really, really tough. And we will a lot of you guys have been asking about that. We will share more and more about that. Um, we want to be really intentional when we speak to that topic. So what, what we want you to know in all of that, uh, dating relationships aren't perfect. There's really no such thing. No person is going to be a fix for all of you, your problems. Like, <laughs> I think sometimes that we that's what we think in dating, right, babe? That they're going to be like a fix for our problems oh, or yeah. they're going to be the absolute perfect compliment and you want a good compliment, but maybe they're not perfect. I hate this idea of perfection. It's unattainable. Yeah, and, and just as much as you're on your dating journey of growing and yes. maturing and learning from mistakes, they are as well. Mm. They're on a journey as well. And it's so easy to assume that they're there to meet your needs to fulfill you. And that's just not right. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's a lot of questions that I we want to charge you to answer and that we hope and we, we really are inspired to help you through. Like knowing, do you know yourself? Do you know your past and your trauma wounds? Mm -hmm. Do you know how you attach in relationship? Do you know where your triggers come from? Do you genuinely like yourself? Do you genuinely enjoy the life that you have right now? Answering those questions with clarity and confidence is so important. And we really want to help you do that because mm -hmm. honestly, we answered a lot of these questions 
individually before we started dating, but then some of these things came up in dating and it's so important to have tools to be able to deal with some of the things that do come up in relationships. And so, you know, what what I believe made our engagement so special was how we were able to like forge love together. What it you, JP said that and you yeah. kept bringing it up. Love is not found, it's forged. Yes. That was one of the first podcasts I listened to. Yeah. And I was like, I like this dude. <laughs> you and said I like that this on host. your date with me, right? At Elefante or yeah. 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 One of the first ones. Yeah. In person mm-hmm. or at that place we went to after. Yeah. Love is forged, not found. Yeah. And, and I was like, yeah. Oh, I love that. <laughs> because we were definitely feeling the feels and. Yeah. I had at that point it was like a cheat sheet. I had read Kate's book. Yeah. And so I knew just from <laughs> gathering um and reading about her, which was definitely a peculiar experience. Yeah, it uh, was really interesting. But, but yeah. you know, I wasn't a fool. I, I I knew that there was some trauma and where there's trauma, there's triggers. Yeah. And it, sometimes it's hard to experience a thousand percent healing on earth. Yeah. And so I knew and I looked at her, I said, Look, I know what I'm signing up for. And love is forged, not found. And I'm excited to build. Like I'm excited to forge knowing that the conflict is guaranteed. Which was so nice for me to hear because I had so previously just kind of had this fear that and actually experienced this that a lot of guys because of what I do or being more of a public figure kind of see me as this like perfect Christian single girl that is like the perfect dater. And like I'm I'm pretty good at dating in the beginning. I will give myself that. But then once you start getting more commit commitment, like one, going from the dating to the relationship phase, and we'll talk about this way more, is typically where all my stuff starts coming up. Doesn't come up nearly as much in the dating phase. And you probably experienced that, babe. Oh, yeah. yeah. And and vice versa. <laughs> yeah. Intimate relationships Done well. draw out yes, yes. the character. Yeah. Good and bad. Yeah. You know. And so for me, like, I was always nervous that a guy was just going to see this, like, pretty awesome thing on the outside. But he, what he didn't know was, like, inside there was still a lot to my story and trauma wounds and things I was still figuring out in some cases. And there were a lot of guys that put me on this pedestal. And so with JJ, I just so appreciated that you said that. Uh-huh. Um, love is forged, not found. And I know what I'm signing up for because I've read some of your story and I'm looking forward to hearing more. But, like, I know that it's not just all sunshine and rainbows and butterflies. Yeah. <laughs> And we'll talk about that, the expectations of relationship. Yeah. One of the best phrases I've heard from uh, Gary Thomas is actually is uh, conflict is actually guaranteed. You just get to choose who you do it with. Oh, yeah. That's so good. I love that he says that. Yeah. Yeah. And so our engagement to me was so special because that because we forge love together because on my end, I really feel like JJ, you see me and you know me and you've seen all a lot of my wounds and my trauma and different parts of like who I am and even parts I'm really ashamed of ugly parts, parts that are still healing and still like you continue to fight for me and choose love with me. And I don't know, on your side, you can speak to this. I feel like you also saw somebody that while some of the things that were happening in our relationship weren't necessarily acceptable, you you say a phrase on this, not acceptable, acceptable but oh, yeah. what we, is it? Yeah. It's understandable, yeah. but it's not acceptable. Yeah, it's understandable, yeah. but not acceptable. And when it's a really powerful if you think about it because yeah. you can still love and hear and validate pain and then also still enforce that it's not okay yeah it's not okay yeah and so you saw those things and I think from your end maybe you got had at least a certain level of confidence knowing that I had a good system in place I was going to therapy I was seeking growth at Mm -hmm. like whatever cost yeah right yeah yeah you were absolutely and it's one of the things I most admired about you is you were relentless about seeking growth seeking counsel from mm-hmm. close friends and mentors, a really healthy combination of both, like people that you respected and, as you say, slightly fear, <laughs> you know, that keep you accountable. Yeah. And then people who really are like your best friends who yeah. listen to you, validate you, and then encourage you with And counsel. really know me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, we have so much more to say on all of those things, but today's episode is a little more fun because we're talking about how we met and mm-hmm. the beginning part of our dating relationship was really fun. Yeah, it was. So there's way more to talk about some of the hard things and lessons we learned, but today we really want to start kind of fun and tell you guys how we met. <laughs> Yay! 
Yay! Let's do it. So we met on a Zoom call, and everyone wants to know about this Zoom call, and we haven't shared it really the details yet until right now. Mm-hmm. So let's share it, babe. Let's do it. I was speaking at the Single Girls Conference for my friends Mac and Ken's, who are the founders of Delight Ministries or For the Girl, and they are incredible. And they asked me to speak at the Singles Conference, and I was like, "Yeah, that sounds great." Is before my book came out. And fun thing that they were doing is that they had three male bachelors. I think it was three. They had three guys come on that night with all the ladies, and they were going to go on blind dates. Mm-hmm. We've actually done something similar like this in Heart of Dating. And so um, JJ was one of those bachelors. Yes, I was. <laughs> and he went on a blind date with another girl, if you're out there. No, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> we love her. She's so nice. She's probably so sweet. Yeah. yeah t- Kate's about to go Taylor Swift. No. Uh, not at all Um, but but okay so we met before the zoom call briefly mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. yeah we had like a five minute huddle to go through the agenda yeah and the best part about zoom is you can see somebody and really get a good look (laughs) you know really check them out and they have no idea they just look really locked in you know so i looked really locked in in that that agenda meeting (laughs) (laughs) and i really was barely paying attention i was like yo what's up dudes nice to meet you yeah i'm glad to hear i caught your eye honey (laughs) sorry but (laughs) so i saw her and then i went on my five minute blind date in front of uh the audience and a couple hundred girls yeah. yeah and um but she, I actually wasn't watching. That's what you like to say. I wasn't. That's, I was looking at my notes. You say that every time. Yeah, I wasn't. But, I don't remember a single thing about your date. Okay, well, that just hurts my pride. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's, I didn't see you, honey. Okay, well, I saw you. So I guess that's all that matters. <laughs> I was focusing <laughs> on my notes. Show. I had so much going on. I was like, okay, I really want to give a good talk. Let me review these notes. Let me let this come naturally. So I just have my camera off. Mm. I was reviewing the notes. I had my volume turned down. Oh just my. being honest. So you couldn't hear like my silky no, voice coming over the Zoom call. <laughs> no. Like, ooh, what is that voice? <laughs> I didn't hear it. It's the voice of a man. Wow. M-A-N. Let's go. (laughs) So they invited me to stay on the call with the other guys and listen to the conference. And Mm -hmm. once I found out that Kate was a speaker, I was like, okay, (laughs) even though this is a Galentine's conference, (laughs) I'm just going to lurk in the background and watch her. And uh, yeah, it was a super fluffy, light (laughs) talk, wasn't it, honey? Oh, yeah. It was about abuse, self-hatred, and learning to love again. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, super easy. Just super light, Mm. nothing heavy, nothing vulnerable (laughs) at all. Um, But it was something I really felt strongly to speak that night. So, so funny that you saw that part of my story. That was your introduction to me. Because you had had never, yeah, tell them, you never heard of Heart of Dating before. I hadn't heard of Heart of Dating. Boy, I I really wish. I would have yeah. uh, as I look at my dating experience I really wish I would have mm. you know heard of hearty dating you know what 10 years ago um it wasn't around 10 years ago oh that's true <laughs> <laughs> I could have used Four it years to, ago. <laughs> I could have used it 10 years ago with everybody else yeah um but you know the most attractive thing I saw in Kate that night wasn't her face wasn't her voice which were great <laughs> but it was her humility her vulnerability and her redemption in Christ. And that for me was like the most darn attractive thing, just to see how much she's been through and then how much she has been redeemed and healed in Christ was Mm. the most attractive thing I had seen Mm. uh, in a long time. So I really valued that. And, you know, past getting to know somebody, I knew that that was at her core. And we talk about running the triangle. And I was like, man, that's a woman that I could run the triangle. Tell them what the running the triangle is. Yeah, so this is in a few Christian circles. Uh, I learned mine in FCA, Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Shout out. <laughs> and uh, it's basically, if you can imagine God at the top of a triangle, and then you and your partner at the bottom sides of each side. And the closer that you two run with God, the closer you two are actually united together. Yeah. And when you run that triangle, you're running your relationship with God first, Mm. as the priority and then naturally you're running the triangle with your partner on the other side mm. so immediately, is the point to go up like this yeah the point yeah. is to the point that is to go closer to god yeah at all who's costs. at the top of the yeah. triangle yeah and, the, and if you think about shrinking a triangle you're yeah. closing in the gap 
up top. Yeah, exactly. That naturally brings you to closer and closer and closer. Yes, that's so good. Yeah, I love that. So, so, so after this, mm-hmm. you what happened? Yeah, after that, so my uh, friend Ken's texted me the next day. Shout out, Kenzie. yeah. And we Facetime with her and uh, her husband Josh, which is how I know her. And they're like, "So, how did your date go?" You know. Etc. Etc. So we debriefed, and then I said, um, "Hey, you know, I'm also very interested in the speaker." And they're like, "Kate," <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah," <laughs> and they're like, "You know, she's a dating coach," and I'm like, "Yeah," <laughs> and they're like, "You know, she's also 31, five years older than you," <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah," <laughs> and then so. They asked me, and they're like, you really want to ask her out? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like, and so they okay. go, okay. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> they're like, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll shout you out and see what happens and where it goes from there. So on at that moment, you know, basically I asked for a, a setup, <laughs> I want to see the and um, <laughs> they text Kate right away. They say, hey, uh, by the way, and they... You know, the best thing about having close friends like that is they can vouch for you in these yeah. setups. And so Kenzie vouched for me. Yes. Kate's pulling up the text message right now. Oh, yeah. She said, Kate, JJ was into you and he's actually amazing. Might be worth a little FaceTime date. I said, haha, what? Wait, how old is he again? <laughs> Wink face. <laughs> and she goes, what he's 26, say? but very mature. <laughs> I made her say that. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, I'm open to a FaceTime date. Wink face. And then she goes, ooh, daddy, let's go. <laughs> and then I said, what's his Instagram? <laughs> oh, <Uh-oh. laughs> yeah. So Kenzie, in that moment on the other she goes wait what's your age and what's your instagram and i go uh-oh <laughs> and uh-oh yeah because neither of those were quote-unquote working for me in well that situation. yeah let me give you my side of it so i went to jj's instagram after that because i was like wait who is this guy and then i go to it and i'm like oh wow okay this is a look <laughs> my goodness because i realized at the time you had platinum hair that mm-hmm. you had dyed blue mm-hmm. there was a bunch of photos with the platinum hair i was like that's a lot and unless you're justin bieber i don't know about it um don't know i thought just i pulled saying, it off okay, you guys babe? can go check and and vote for yourselves hey, but i'm just saying it's cool for some people. I went through a platinum phase. I was like, well, yeah, when I was 26, I was also platinum. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that was like five years ago. Yeah, why, so. why, why is that okay for you at 26 but not me? I'm a girl. My mom's platinum. So many women are platinum. Hey, it's, it's 2022, fellas. <laughs> if you want to dye your hair... You can dye it any color you oh want. Oh, my gosh. Well, okay. So I went to his Instagram. I looked through photos. The platinum hair, the skater punk style. He had a black diamond earring. He had also so many different looks. He would randomly shave these weird mustaches. I remember one photo where you had a big mustache and you dyed it black. Jet black. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. This is gross. That's called my power stash. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. But what I did pick up from your Instagram, so immediately I was like, this guy is definitely not my quote-unquote type definitely putting air quotes there but and you know if if you guys don't know my story I used to work in fashion high fashion I lived in New York I worked for Barney's New York I went to fashion week I did all the things and not that my style has always been perfect but I very much value style and and so his thing was a look and definitely not my preferred look but um what I did appreciate about you was that I could just sense from the photos you posted, the captions, that you were a really, you were exactly who you were. I was like, this guy is shameless about who he is. And you're not trying to impress anyone because if you were, you wouldn't post some of the photos you did. (laughs) And you clearly love dogs and your family and football, which we could like leave the football out. That's fine. But (laughs) don't you dare. (laughs) Sorry to your Tennessee Titans. Correction for the audience. We. Love, love football. football. Oh my we gosh, that's love right. The and I love football now. Oh. Yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> Just like you love Disney. Exactly. I love Disney. Oh, you love Mickey. You have dreams I, I of love Mickey. Mickey. We make burnt offering. No, we can cut that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So basically, um, I loved, I was like, okay, like this guy doesn't look like my quote unquote type. He's five and a half years younger. I normally never date that because. I always used to say to myself, like somebody that is like my brother's age or younger, my brother's two years younger than me. I was like, I would never date that because it just 
always was like my little brother. So I was like, he's like three years younger than my brother. That's a big gap. And so, and he's skater punk. I was like, I was so close. Like I remember in the moment being like, hmm. Okay, I'll go on a FaceTime date. You already said you're open to it. So I did. And I went on the date. I I decided to say yes. And I was seeing other guys at the time. For those of you that didn't know this part of my story, I was seeing other guys at the time. And I was doing a three-month dating challenge where I was committed to not committing to any guy dated in those three months until after the three months were over or not committing to any of them because you don't have to. But I was just open and my mantra during that season was date the unexpected. Date the unexpected because God may do the unexpected. And when JJ came around with the blue hair, platinum, black earring, sometimes the black power stash, (laughs) I was like, this is definitely the unexpected. The young guy (laughs) from Seattle, also long distance. Let's Mm -hmm. just throw that in. And can I also throw this in? I didn't actually know how tall you were because so we were, we started talking and I also had no idea how tall you were until you came. It's not like I was like, Hey, are you, um, five, like five, nine or five, 10 or six? Yeah. We didn't talk about height. We didn't really talk about job or career. Yeah. Some of these things. So it, it was kind of blind in some areas, Yeah, which is kind of exciting for you like there was a lot i didn't know yeah because i didn't never know how met tall you. you were yeah you, you also could have been six four <laughs> you know and i would have been looking up and getting on my tippy toes <laughs> like hey girl <laughs> yeah so i i really though i love that i challenge my type and i that's why if you guys are following heart of dating you know that I'm like about it, y'all. Because I would have, if I said no, because JJ was five and a half years younger, it was long distance, and he didn't look like my quote unquote type and had skater punk style. If I had said no, I wouldn't be marrying you. It's true. Yeah. It's true. And that's like so sad to think about. And if I would have said no to the dating coach (laughs) who had questionable fashion choices compared to mine. Oh my gosh. And just only followed trends instead of setting them, you know. No, I'm kidding. Whatever. You did get a Bernadoodle in the first week or two, and that definitely... Or I was thinking about it. Yes. Mm-hmm. You were like, oh, who's like, this girl? I was a ro-ro. <laughs> I like this. Wasn't that your background or like you... Yeah, it was my work background uh, on my computer Isn't for like two crazy, years guys? was the Bernadoodle that looks just like Lovey. That's so crazy. I know. As she's literally at your feet right now. I know. And she's... She loves her daddy. Yeah. Very sweet. And she's so sweet, you guys, because also, side note, I got lovey and like that the next week, JJ came to visit for the first time and it was so sweet because she's basically known JJ since I got her. Mm -hmm. And so she loves you. Yeah. Fortunately, she's only had one daddy <laughs> in, in Kate's dating history, which is great. It worked out really it worked well. Out perfect. That's so funny. So true. So let's talk about the initial pursuit. Actually, this is a fun detail. Remember how our initial first date was supposed to be on Valentine's Day? Yeah, I do remember that. Our first our first date was a virtual date. A uh, uh, FaceTime date. Yeah. And it was supposed to be on Valentine's Day. And let me tell you guys why that was supposed to be our first date. The reason was because um, it, I was honestly so busy. If you guys remember in 2021 my book came out on february 16th and so i was so slammed like truly so slammed because we just had singled out conference or we were doing singled out conference and then my book was coming out so i was like oh my gosh so many things and so honestly i looked at my schedule when you asked and i was like i really only have time on sunday from like 3 to 4 30 or something ridiculous mm-hmm. and i was like a very specific window because i was hanging out with girlfriends that night i remember mm-hmm. and you were like, but it happened to be Valentine's Day. I know. And you were like, I've never had a Valentine's Day. Yeah, I was so excited. <laughs> it's like my first Valentine's Day. Were you day. actually? Well, I love coming, that you kinda, said yeah. it. That was what's funny is because JJ really is totally himself and would just say what's on his mind. Because most guys would play it cool and like not even care or blink an eye that it was Valentine's Day. And yet you like actually said something about it. Oh, yeah. I was excited. <laughs> I was like, oh, that my gosh, you said something about it. I was like, not a big old. deal. No pressure. <laughs> yeah. So and then what happened? Yeah. OK, we'll tell them. So I woke up on Valentine's Day. And I wasn't feeling that well. And I was like, dang, the Lord knows I cannot feel bad this week. My book is coming out, y'all. This is about to start the marathon of book interviews and all the things. So 
I texted you that morning and I texted you right away when I wasn't feeling well. And mm-hmm. I gave you updates. I remember that. I actually looked back at yeah, this. Yeah, hour by hour, play by play. <laughs> my stomach's turning to the right. It's turning to the left. <laughs> I have pressure in my right temple. I'm like, okay, oh my thank gosh. You. Oh my gosh. But this was a fun thing. You did something really sweet that day. Do you want to tell them what you did? Uh, yeah, I can tell them. So, well, I was going to do this anyway. Mm. I was going to send her something nice for the first date. Mm-hmm. That's got to be like, if there's any guys listening to this and you have a, a virtual date and you can somehow get their address or their work address in a very you know safe way and easy way, you know, the baseline expectation should be, you know, surprising them with some kind of uh, treat dinner, wine, ice cream, just really anything. I love that. And a lot of people have actually asked like, hey, what if you don't want to give out your address? Because I understand Mm -hmm. if it's like you have nobody to vouch for this person, stranger on the internet you met. Here's another idea for a guy. You could also offer, say, I really want to buy your dinner or I really want to get you flowers, but I don't want to make you uncomfortable by asking for your address because you don't know me. So would it be possible for you to buy them and I I, like reimburse you? Yeah, that's great. You know, like... And that's fine because he's still buying them and it's his idea. Yeah, he can. But that way he's not getting your address. Yeah, he can Venmo you. And if you guys have numbers, there's a there's a Venmo widget where you can just send money in iMessage. Yeah, that's uh, true. And so you could just send him money for coffee that morning, for yes. dinner that evening. I think everybody has Uber Eats on their phone at this point. Yeah, yeah. I so mean, hopefully. Just, or DoorDash or something. You can proactively send them the money just saying, hey, if, I just didn't want to assume anything. Yeah. And just make it very safe and easy for them. So that day, I get a surprise at my door on Valentine's Day when I canceled our first date. And what was at my door, honey? Um, what was it? Let's <laughs> okay, see. I remember yeah, you, you sent me flowers and then a care package. You sent me wine, ice cream, NyQuil because I wasn't feeling well, emergency. I think that's it. Like a bunch. I have a picture chocolate. of it. Maybe chocolate too. Oh, yeah. You sent me all these things, mm. and I didn't have the heart to tell you that I was allergic to the I Ben know. and Jerry's you, you for, got me. Yeah, I got her half baked. <laughs> and I can't eat gluten or corn, which is in both of those are in that. But I just was like, thank you so much. Actually, I think I kept it. And when you were in LA, I gave it to I, you. That <laughs> is, yeah. yeah, exactly what happened. I was like, here's your half baked. Mm. <laughs> it was so sweet and thoughtful. And what's your joke, honey? <laughs> About what? That I didn't know who it was from. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So Kate gets this great care package, very thoughtful. I went ham on Instacart uh, to send her this nice package. And all of a sudden, I hear months later when we're dating, like, oh, yeah. You know, I got that package, and I actually didn't know who it was from. I go, wait, what? And she goes, yeah. Well, you know, I was you know, I was dating multiple people. Yeah. So I had to go down the list. I didn't and ask see which anyone. One I actually figured it. it out. It was you. Oh, you deduced it. Yeah, I figured it out because I was like, I had Kathleen in on it. I was like, Kathleen, who was, who was my roommate. Actually, she and I weren't living together at the time, but she was my roommate for four years. And I was like, Kathleen, who do you think did this? And so, and she was like, it's that simp guy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> she called, she called a me a simp. what? Yeah. A simp? Yeah. Do you even know what that that means no, what that's a little too young of a term for you i know what does it mean a simp it stands for a simpleton oh it's somebody who's head over heels you know no matter the cost or wow. the, they love their person so yeah. i mean i guess my boys are gonna roast me for this but i guess i was simping a little bit a little in the bit. beginning a little bit but anyway it wasn't that it wasn't too much it was super thoughtful and i actually loved it well and then our first date was actually later that week and this was overkill but i still loved it you actually sent flowers again yes i did and they, those flowers were like the most beautiful french flowers i've ever seen in my life i was so impressed you guys i came home i think i was like at the beach watching the sunset and then i came back and i was like oh my gosh because like i love all things french and these were gorgeous flowers and you know it was also my book launch week because people have asked like don't you think that's a lot yeah. and i was like well it was also my book it launch was week, a lot everything so. was kind of double dipping and i had a good disguise as what's well, your book launch you know and it's doing really well and yeah I was really cheering and I really was cheering you on because at that point I was definitely very interested in you, but you know, 
as a friend and somebody who just wanted to see and validate you. And yeah. I just want to be your biggest cheerleader. Yeah. Well, y'all, today is all about the hair. If you're joining me on a journey to healthier hair, I want to share with you a product that will continue to help you on this journey. And that product is Function of Beauty. Function of Beauty makes hair care products that are 100% customizable. They are made for your hair, for where it's at right now, and for where you want it to go. Holla! Function of Beauty is the world's first fully customizable hair care that creates individually filled shampoos, conditioners, styling, and treatment formulas based on your hair right now and where you want it to go. It is founded by a dream team of engineers and cosmetic scientists, and each Function of Beauty product is individually designed to be as unique as you are. I love this part about Function of Beauty because when you go and get regular shampoo and conditioners from the store, it's just not customized to you. And so I love that Function of Beauty really offers a customized formula that is made for your hair specifically. Function Beauty offers over 54 trillion possible formulations, and every one of them is vegan and cruelty-free, and they never use sulfates or parabens. You can also go completely silicone-free. Here's how it works. It's really easy. First, you'll take the hair quiz to build your hair profile and select five hair goals, like lengthen or volumize or oil control. Next, you will choose your color and fragrance, or you can go dye and fragrance-free. Then you will get your freshly filled formula delivered straight to your door and you will prepare for some awesome hair days ahead. I want you to say goodbye to generic hair care for good as we are on this hair journey together. Join me and try out Function of Beauty by going to functionofbeauty.com heart to get your hair goals quiz and save 25% on your first order. That's functionofbeauty.com slash heart to let them know you heard about it from our show and get 25% off your first order. Again, that's functionofbeauty.com slash heart to take your easy and free hair quiz and then save 25% off your first order. Confession, I haven't been able to grow my hair past a certain length in years. My hair has gradually been weakening and thinning. I look at past photos of myself in college and I just am dreaming to get the long hair that I once had. But guess what? I realize I'm not alone. 30 million women are impacted by weakening or thinning hair. And if you're among them, know that I am with you. Now that I'm getting married this year, I have taken an even more serious look at my hair so that I can have thicker, stronger, longer hair for my wedding. Now this is where Nutrafol comes in. Thousands of women have taken control of their hair with Nutrafol, with many users raving that the supplement not only transformed their hair, but also restored their confidence. Nutrafol offers two targeted formulas for women that are clinically shown to improve hair growth and thickness with less shedding through all stages of life. Healthier hair growth does take time though. You'll begin to experience thicker and stronger, faster growing hair in about three to six months. And in a recent clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after six months using Nutrafol. More than 1,500 top doctors recommended Nutrafol as an effective and high-quality solution for healthier hair. You guys, you really can grow thicker and healthier hair. And you can support our show here at Heart of Dating by going to Nutrafol.com and entering the promo code HOD to save $15 off your first month's subscription. This is their best offer anywhere, and it is only available to U.S. customers for a limited time. Plus, you'll get free shipping on every order. Get $15 off at Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, and use promo code HOD to get $15 off your first month subscription. You guys, we're all going to have amazing, beautiful hair out here. Let's do this together. Well, I want to address something really quick because people have asked me like, Kate, you've been through abuse. You've had a lot of guys gaslight you. This JJ clearly was coming on really strong because this continued. We'll tell you guys more, but his amazing pursuit and intentionality continued. And this is what I will say has happened for me. I have really worked on 
trusting myself and seeking really clear discernment from the Holy Spirit. And um, in 2020, I actually dated someone. And I remember actually specifically, I wrote in my journal before I ever went on a date with him, I wrote in my journal that I didn't think I could actually date him because of XYZ reasons. I found myself crushing on him. And that's why I wrote the journal entry. Well, I, you know, I ended up dating him. Why? Even though in my gut and the Holy Spirit told me not to, I was like, oh my gosh, I I was like, I questioned it a little bit. And I was like, I want to see the potential. Mm-hmm. And this guy is great potential, you know? And then also my competitive side went up because there was a lot of other girls that are interested. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm going to get this guy. And so I did date him. And then I remember other journal entries that year where my body did not feel right. And it just something felt off. And uh, for the sake of privacy of that relationship, I won't go into all those details, but I will say... The things I felt at the beginning in my journal entries ended up proving exactly true in the end. Yeah, because you went back and looked at them. Yeah, after the breakup. Yes. And I was like, oh my gosh. But the biggest, greatest thing that God really showed me through that relationship was that I can trust the Holy Spirit speaking mm-hmm. in me. After years of healing from abuse and learning to trust myself and working on heal, on paying attention to my body and working on really trusting and hearing the Holy Spirit, which has been a journey because I got out of an abusive relationship like 10 years ago, right? So it's been a journey, but it really, that end of that relationship taught me like I can trust myself. When there is a gut instinct, when I feel unsafe, when my body is reacting, there in especially that early there is something that is that i can trust there and so I, that was a, such a great lesson. And I'll say this, when JJ was coming on pretty strong in the beginning, what I recognized in myself was my body was at peace. I wasn't tense. I didn't feel weird. There was nothing that seemed off to my spirit. Mm-hmm. I really, really, really felt this man is genuine. And I'll be super honest, my friends who know my history, they are they are my board of advisors, my people. Even some of them were like, don't you think he's coming on really strong, girl? You know, other guys have done this and like, look what they turned out to be. And I was like, I know, I know totally. And I've, we, and you and I talked about that later, babe, but I was like, there is something where I really just, I was like, I really feel like he's just a genuine, pure hearted man. And my, my whole spirit felt that. And it's true. Like you genuinely are. Mm-hmm. And I didn't feel like you were trying to win me. Like I genuinely thought you were just trying to pursue me well. Yeah. Yeah. And for the guys and girls out there, I think it's just something in our spirit can get, you can just definitely confirm when somebody's trying to win you and those details of yeah. conversation of attitude, like I, I tone of voice or expressions or facial expressions. I don't know what it is, yeah. but I think we, we've all experienced some kind of degree of uh, a person trying to please or manipulate, mm. you know, and you can just tell in that conversation, there's like selfish motive, mm. you know, for them and they're getting something out of it. And if you feel that definitely confirm it like hold that gut, hold that gut check and then it's probably wise not to move forward. But you also have to trust the Holy Spirit within you. I want to be really clear because mm-hmm. a lot of people with trauma wounds will run away from people mm-hmm. that actually are good for them because a lot of people with trauma wounds are attracted to unhealthy people. Yeah. So if you and so and then the healthy people will feel boring to them and they'll often run away from the healthy people. So the point that I'm trying to say is that you really have to build that muscle of discernment and practice hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit and really being able to trust that within you. Babe, what I wanted to ask you was, what was your intention coming on strong and doing these great gestures? Yeah, it's a great question because honestly, in retrospect, my intentions were actually to pursue you as best as possible Yeah. uh, at every opportunity I was given. And with time, you know, you get to show that your character is good. And I knew my character was only good because it's attuned to the character of Christ as best as possible. Like I'm still broken and I am still a sinner, but I'm confident in Christ's character in me over time. So, but in the beginning, I definitely wanted to make sure every opportunity, every FaceTime, every chance I got, I was showing up as best as possible from, you know, a, um, just seeing you, validating you, cheering you perspective. Like when I say showing up as best as possible, like it's not always on your end how you look. Mm. And that's like kind of the visual example you get. But showing up as best as possible means attitude, effort, planning, 
communication, thoughtfulness, like thoughtfulness. Yeah, that's showing up as best as like possible. Planning a date that's not like a copy and paste of every date you've been on, but thinking. I love when a guy's like, "What would, what, what can do? What little information do I know about this person so far that I can incorporate into the date?" Like I've yeah. heard people say, and this is a great idea for the dudes: when you are talking to her in the beginning, before your initial date. Write down things like write, have a notepad. And when she says, I love French things, write it down. That, like, was, that was my idea. Oh, was your yeah. idea? You said this. Oh my God. <laughs> Sorry, babe. Yeah. When did you say that? <laughs> I've done. I heard that's someone so say funny. that and it was you. Yeah, that was me. But that's cool. You can pass Maybe it on to somebody else. I'm, I, I don't care about the credit. I, <laughs> as long as guys practice this and vice versa. What I did, I have a list of about 100 great questions that I've just collected through time that I just thought are really fun questions. Yeah. And some of them are very surface level, like chocolate or vanilla. And then or the, the this ones, or that. Yeah, yeah, this or that. There's a lot of this or that questions. And then there's some deeper ones. There's some spiritual ones, there's some thought-provoking ones, and there's some funny ones. But as they answer these questions, I just had them on notes in my on my iPhone. And then after every question, chocolate or vanilla, you write down chocolate. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite ice cream? Okay, it's, um, you know, Jenny's ice cream, like blueberry lavender. Yeah, you know, lavender and, honey. Yeah, lavender honey. So you just write them down because I forget everything. I, I like to think <laughs> <Really>? I'm smart. <laughs> <laughs> I like to think I'm smart. I'm really not. And really? I forget <laughs> I forget everything. Um, so especially in the beginning, even when you're like, you know, you you're really attracted to somebody, you like to think that you remember the little things. You really don't. Yeah. Because you cover a lot of stuff in the conversation. So just write it down. It, you I still go back and look at those notes today, like a year and months later. Yeah. Because I sometimes, like, I'm in the coffee shop, I'm like, wait, is it an Americano? Is it iced? Is it oat milk? Or is it almond milk? You know, yeah. and I'm trying to get our favorite Starbucks drink. So that's really helpful for me. And it's always ongoing. Yeah. So just have those questions written down. I numbered mine, like, one through 50. And then for that night when we got to the questions part, I just said, hey, pick oh, a number. Yeah. yeah. And we did that, you know, we that uh, 50 questions took us like a couple months to get through. Yeah. Because after every question. You start talking. Yeah, you start talking. And I hope you do use it as like a conversation <laughs> Not starter. like just an interview. Don't okay, just next go, question. Yeah, next. Next. <laughs> chocolate vanilla, chocolate. Next. <laughs> like use it as a conversation starter. Like, like, oh, really? Chocolate? Yeah, exactly. Why I'm, would you do chocolate yeah, i pegged you as like a vanilla girl yeah or like know? all right we're gonna have to reconsider this whole second date scenario yes. now that, that you chose yeah. popcorn i can't Definitely believe use that use it to yeah. banter kate loves the banter i love banter and so um yeah write down the details and use them for the like, dudes it's your arsenal. huge tip yes yeah. and girls you know if you want to do yeah. something sweet or nice but i think initially in the beginning when the guy is pursuing and uh, and he's living a little bit more in the masculine. That's a great opportunity to tap into the thoughtfulness. Because look, I'm not a planner, yeah. And I planned a lot in those first few months, and I still do for Kate. I still do, but in this we first have a date few months, after this yeah, we planned. have a date tonight that I plan. But like like Google Calendar or Google Docs, like <laughs> I just do not do them. I try to keep up as much as possible in my head, and it doesn't go too well. But with Kate. I try to schedule things out. We'll get to this in a second about scheduling We're stuff. We're going to have to do a second episode. I think we should do a second episode for everyone on long distance dating. Yeah, we will. Let's we do will. that for next week. Okay, we will. Because that there's so much to go over in mm. people send in so many questions for long distance, babe. Yeah. And I know you guys have a lot of those questions because yeah. we did long distance for three months. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I loved it. It was definitely like easier to a degree. It was fun. <laughs> it I was loved fun. it. It was easy. I could set Kate uh, my Uber Eats and then put on my Xbox headset and go play video <laughs> games for the night. But I'm like, meanwhile, like, oh, you just sent me a meal. Yeah, and Kate's then he'll like, send me a cute text here and there. Me. And then he's like <laughs> playing Xbox. I'm like, <laughs> he wow. He must be thinking about me tonight. And I'm like, on me, on me, you know, with my call outs and my call duty. I don't even know what that means. Well, but, but to just rephrase for my guys, there is a high bar sometimes. But in the beginning, there's really not. Like you have all the creativity, all the power in the world to really show up your best. And these are our great sisters in Christ who we want to honor, pursue, and love as best as possible, whether it's in friendship, 
or romantically. And I just think like we owe it to them to show up really well and be intentional, you know, on those dates. Yeah. I think with that, you also guys don't have to spend that much money. Mm -hmm. Like you can be creative, write a handwritten note. Like you don't have to buy a like gourmet Uber Eats meal. Maybe she loves in and out or something, you know? Thoughtfulness costs zero dollars. Yeah, it it can or very little. Well, yeah, just that time, you know, planning and prepping, like it just costs you a little bit of time. Like even if you, oh my gosh, great idea. Even if you make like a theme playlist for mm-hmm. them. Like if you had made me and you did make a theme, a picnic playlist, remember? Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. But like, and that like is, and he he actually went through my public Spotify playlist to make this playlist, right? It's like the 2020 version of burning a CD <laughs> for them. <laughs> and it's so, and that didn't like, that took time and thoughtfulness, but it didn't mm. take any money. No, no. There's a lot of things you can do. Uh, we'll do more on this, but you know, it doesn't have to be over the top dollar wise, yeah. but you know, I've definitely learned over time. Thoughtfulness goes a long way it does. in a woman's heart and, and it doesn't have to cost that much money. Yes. So just a few more things to wrap up like our, how we met story. And then we'll do a whole thing on long distance next week and next mm-hmm. week's episode. But you know, in our first month of dating and going on FaceTime dates, you ended up coming to LA and we'll, we can explain more about that, I think, next week in the long distance because it really taps into that. And then within two months of dating, I came to Seattle and JJ actually planned that trip and <laughs> Google Docs. Oh, I can't wait to tell them about that. Oh, yeah. This is and good. It, yeah, we'll tell about that in the long distance episode. So I love lots that of, trip. Lots of tips and lots of tricks for guys. Yes. To oh look like a rock star, yeah. even though you might not be. Oh my gosh. Just he kidding. impressed me so much. <laughs> the thing you did when I was at Disney World. Oh, so many mm. things. But um, we'll tell you all the stories of long distance next week. But so we saw each other for the first time within a month, which is what I highly recommend in long distance. And then, you know, we talked pretty frequently. We had at least a FaceTime date a week, I would say, in the beginning. Yeah. And that, well, and just a note here for the guys. Kate was really busy in a super busy season. Yeah. And I was used to a little bit more of the casual dating, you know, where it's just like, hey, you free tonight? You want to FaceTime? And there's nothing wrong with that, especially as you get a little bit more comfortable in the relationship. What went a long way with Kate in the beginning was on Sunday saying, hey, what's your week look like? Yes. You know, um, does Thursday night work for you? Yes. And just let me know, no pressure, um, because then you could even you get brownie points for oh my gosh, saying I this is a priority. That. You know, I just want to make sure that I'm I'm not assuming I'm entitled to your time tonight. But you just schedule on ahead of time. Yeah, and you look like a beast. Oh man, and that impressed me so much. So we had like at least probably one Facetime date a week, and then we did talk over text. I there were some days where I was not as responsive. I just really was swamped because mm. my book came out, and there's so many things going on. But then we, you know, and so we'll answer more of those soon. But we saw each other then, and I came to Seattle. Two months later, we started meeting a few friends, and then three months in is when you moved to LA, and so then. That shifted a lot of our dynamic, and I can't Mm. wait to tell people about that because that goes into the depression and the in-person part of our relationship. Yeah, that'll be a great one. Actually, so before we close out today, um, I did want to share something. So as you know, JJ, when I first saw his Instagram, I was like, he's this, he's not my quote unquote type. And I was super open to still date him, date the unexpected, but um, here were a a few things that I think were really important. Uh, when he did come to meet me in person, we had a really funny and good conversation about style. Mm. <laughs> style. And I brought it up because I had to. Because for me, it was like, I just had to know how if this was his style that he lived and died for, that he loved skater punk, he loved his earring, he loved the drop crotch diaper looking pants. He loved them. I just needed to know because then I would like manage my own expectations and not be the girl that tries to like make a guy look and dress better than, (laughs) right? And so, because I don't ever want to be that person that just assumes I'm the girl that's going to come in and make you look way better than you are, which a lot of women do for guys. I So I wanted to know how important style was for you what is it you're gonna say something well to clarify better (laughs) is subjective oh my gosh fashion is very subjective that's true yeah i thought my style was cool 
unique. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Kate didn't agree. Well, and all of my friends were like, well, I kind of wonder about your friends then. You know them now. <laughs> but um, so I, I asked him honestly and probably almost too straight up and honestly being like, hey, so as you know, I used to work in fashion and I, you know, and I've challenged myself the last several years to date all different kinds of guys. I've dated the finance bro. I've dated the worship guy. I've dated the... Patagonia Jeep guy. Yep. love that one. The Patagonia Jeep guy. I've dated the burly mountain man. I've dated the really athletic guy. I've dated the really skinny dorky guy. I've dated like lots of different kinds of guys. And I have learned so much from all the different kinds of guys I've dated. And within that, I've also learned that there are, you know, some styles in terms of dress that I'm more attracted to than others. And so all that being said, I'm just curious for you, you have a clearly very unique style. How important is style to you? She literally said that (laughs) verbatim. Yes. Like that was exactly exactly what I heard. And what I heard and that was just like, oh, wow, you've dated a lot of guys. (laughs) I was just sitting there nodding. I'm like, I basically want to know how important this is to you because I hate your style. That's what what girl talk means. Yeah, the girl from girl to girl, they'd be like, you just said that to me? (laughs) And like guy-wise, I was like, oh, wow, that's a lot of guys you dated. (laughs) You know, like. (laughs) But then you said a great example. You were like, well, I, you said that you always knew that your style, like you're just having fun. Oh, yeah. You know, look, I knew that. My fun time was going to expire soon enough. Like I wasn't going to be able to, you know, this is COVID, keep in mind. So I knew I had a little window to dye my hair blonde, to dye it blue. The earring was cool. I consider myself a little European in my style. So (laughs) the Americans don't really understand it. But the earring and all these things, uh, I was definitely living my bachelor life to the fullest. And he said this too. And not trying to impress a girl. Yeah. Which is true. I really yeah. was. And I really loved how I dress. It was fun for me. And I really didn't care how any girl interpreted Yeah. And it. before you met me, you never wore cologne, right? From yeah. I, I never wore cologne. I wore Axe in seventh grade. Because <laughs> who didn't? Oh my gosh. That's tough. Oh my I'm God. I'm like scarred mentally from it. But yeah, who didn't you know, wear Axe? And but so basically the way you left it and then you even said i mean like yeah it's not that important to me we yeah. can even go shopping is yeah what you said. Uh, i yeah and her eyes lit up <laughs> like a moth to draw into the flame she said we can go shopping i, I was can, like wow i can get my fashion tentacles now i want to kiss you yeah <laughs> like, she was like oh and seriously that night did change our dynamic oh <laughs> uh, we gotta can we end on the the story the shorts Oh, oh my gosh. Yes. Okay. Okay. It actually, this conversation came on the heels of the shorts. Yes. So this is important. Shorts are Yeah. I forgot. We kind of messed the order up. That's okay. So that night, JJ was taking me. um, This is our second time in person. And we'll talk more about the flow of this weekend and our expectations we set for our first in person date and all that. But something really important is, or really funny, is that, that the second time we ever had an in person date, JJ. JJ was taking me to kind of fancy restaurant in Santa Monica called Elefante. Mm -hmm. And they, in fact, have a dress code. Okay. They're pretty bougie. They're very LA. We were running late. Okay. We have because of who? You were running late. And I was running late. Well, you were initially running late and then asked me if I could pick you up. And then I was running late. Remember? No, I remember. But I I would never had planned to pick you up. So anyway, all this being said, we were both running late and JJ did not have enough time to change before our date. Yes. So I was stuck wearing what I went to the day with and it was very casual. Very casual. Okay. Super (laughs) casual. And there's nothing wrong with super casual, but you know, there, you do have to look guys, you have to try a little bit when it comes to the fashion Presenting yourself. If you have a sister, ask your sister what yeah. you look like. Yeah. Truly. Ask like, a does this look friend, okay? <laughs> ask somebody. Like, there's just a reality. Uh, it is an element of showing up well. The thoughtfulness, the character, how you speak to her, how you honor her. 
And how you dress is important. Yes. Yeah. So he shows up in these shorts, very casual outfit. I show up in like this cute outfit, red lipstick. Actually, we posted a photo of this on yeah, Instagram because that's the no kissing lipstick. Uh-huh. And so I red lipstick, my cute outfit, and I look at his outfit. I know where we're going. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. Yeah, she gave me a hard time about it. Too. I did. I was like, I don't even know if we'll get goes, in. Because- well, you were joking. And you're like, you're going to wear shorts? Yeah, and I was like vans? joking but serious. Yeah. yeah, shorts and vans. Oh, my gosh. With the roses on them. Oh, my God. Uh, they're pretty cool. I stitched roses on my vans. It was pretty sick. But, yeah, it was not a date in Venice or else I would have been dressed like to the, you know, T. Yeah. But um, so I was definitely like not – I was, and I was aware. Like I was not happy I was in shorts. I was aware I was owning it. And so on the way there – I was like, I got to fix this. Like, this is not good. This is not going to make or break the date, but it is important. So on the way there, I see a Lululemon on the way. I'm like, okay. So my brain starts going. I'm like, I got to do something. Like, I got to pull the trigger. So we pull up. We're like five minutes late for the reservation. We were driving the Mini Cooper and she gets out. And I say, hey, I know this is going to sound weird, but can I park the car? And she goes, okay. And I'm like, just trust me. I'm going to be back in about 10 to 15 minutes. I know this sounds weird. I'm like, not stealing your car. Thankfully, I had been talking to him for a month and also could vouch for him a little bit because we met in person. But I'm like, is he going to steal my car? Yeah. I <laughs> but like, I genuinely trusted you. Yeah. Actually. I was like, because there's a parking garage like right across the street and, and it should not have taken 10 or 15 minutes. But I was just like, please, just this will take 10 or 15 minutes. Go ahead, get a drink, relax, you know, talk to your friends and I'll be right there. And so I leave thinking that she's just going to go in and we'll get to that in a second. I like floor it to the Lululemon in downtown Santa Monica. So there's traffic. I'm like cutting people off. I park. I sprint in the store. I'm like, I need your ABC joggers black now. The guy could see the panic on my face. And he's like, I got you, bro. <laughs> so he runs over, gets them. And like, we just skip the whole checkout process. I give him my card. He swipes and I run out. So I run to Kate's car. I change in her car, which was like kind of kind of weird, but <laughs> you know, I had to do what it I had to weird. do. This I can't is, believe we're being this honest. <laughs> this is crunch time, honey. It was crunch time. Hey, so, we gotta be real, y'all. Yeah, crunch time, you gotta do what you gotta do. I've made I put these pieces together later. I was like, wait, did you put the pants on in my car? <laughs> she didn't ask you in that. My mini <laughs> Months later, she was like, by the way, did you change in my car? I was like, Hey, uh, <laughs> how was your lunch? <laughs> you know. So, um, so you show so up, zip back. Yeah. It took me about like 12 minutes, which is pretty good timing. Yeah. I was pretty proud of myself and I parked the car. I sprint up and she's standing outside the restaurant. I'm like, why are you not inside? You know, having like a nice margarita or something. She was like, well, they have to have the full party present <laughs> before, before you, you can, can enter. even be escorted up. I was, I was so like, annoyed. Oh this restaurant gosh. is so LA. I yeah. was like, oh, That's you the guys. Dumbest thing ever. I was like, can I go to the bar to get a drink? No. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. I know. I'm like, this poor girl was just standing outside on the sidewalk, just waiting for her date to show up. <laughs> It and looked, it looked pretty bad, but you redeemed it because you walked yeah. up in the pants and I was like, wow. Yeah, she she like walked up and she's like, wait a second. I'm like, mm-hmm. She goes, where did you get pants from? <laughs> and I was like, I just went to Lululemon and bought a pair of pants and put them on. <laughs> and she was like, okay. like I was I impressed by you. that. Yeah. yeah. She was really impressed. I was like, oh. it was a good move, which by the way, then later at dinner, that's when we had the conversation about mm-hmm. type and style because it was obvious, the shorts, the whole thing, him getting new pants. I was like, all right, I got to bring it up. Yeah. Right. Yeah, like she, she I have to it say up. something. And you know, that went completely over my head <laughs> to a large degree, but I did reiterate for her the way I just framed it and the way that, you know, you can handle, it's not just fashion, just whatever kind of bothers mm-hmm. you you or is questionable about you know like a surface level preference of theirs is um how high of a priority is this for you yeah and what does that look like in the future and for me personally fashion is just not a very high priority clearly well i mean it was to express myself (laughs) 
but it wasn't. So Neither he was, was he smelling offered, good. He offered the date to the to the mall, and I was like, ooh. Yeah. Now I'm like starry eyed. I'm like, really? She's like, oh, because I yeah. love shopping. I love fashion, and he, ooh, this, I love. Like, you can I be love my mannequin. Men's style. Yeah. It's so fun. Anyway, so that's where we're gonna leave you guys for the beginning of. Um, oh, we didn't even tell them the first time we saw each other in person. We have so much to tell you guys. So next week we're gonna talk about long distance. Our first, like the more details from our first meetup, how often we spoke, our more of our creative dates, how we made communication work, how we took it one date at a time, which mm-hmm. is our favorite phrase, yeah, and how we decided for JJ, like how it, like the move to LA or Orange County, all of those things. Are you ready, baby? Yeah, how Kate got to raid my closet and oh, get a yay or nay really on, on each piece of clothing. Uh, yeah, I definitely hid some, by the way, and snuck them. I by. know. Later on, I was like, "Where did that come from? <laughs> <laughs> Where did this I never graphic saw that. <laughs> Yeah. So no, Kate. It was it was such a fun pursuit of Kate from long distance. I love the long distance. I have tons of tips and tricks that I picked up from other guys. Um, so guy wise, you definitely want to tune in because there's some be good, good stuff in there. I can't wait. And well, I think you liked it, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, I love long distance and all the things you did. Yeah. So. Anyway, this has been so fun to share with you guys. Oh, yeah. It's been a blast. And Kate was so fun. She just affirmed the, the heck out of me in the beginning. So I was like a puppy dog just getting constant <laughs> pats and affirmation on every nice thing I did. That's true. And, and so for the ladies, to, that goes a long yeah, way. Yeah. And we should keep talking about that because... Yeah. Oh my gosh, babe. There's so mm-hmm. much to talk about. We love you guys. Um, there's clearly so much more to share mm-hmm. and we're just excited to bring you in on the journey. And so we will see you next week. Yes, we will. Bye. Bye-bye. All right, guys, man, what an episode. I honestly had so much fun recording that episode with JJ. It's been such a journey. And this was our first interview really publicly together ever. And so we are so excited to share more and more and more of our story with you guys. Next week, we're going to be sharing about long distance here on the podcast and how we did long distance dating and why we are such huge fans of it. We noticed that so many people are not willing to do long distance dating because of all sorts of fears and hesitations and holdups. So we really want to help debunk all of those things. So make sure you tune in next week. All right, guys, that's it for today. I will see you next Wednesday on the podcast. This show is part of the Converge Podcast Network. 